to Tight Ends Fantasy Football Podcast uh, based out of the UK. Um, as ever, I'm Fitz. I'm the ASFL Commissioner. I'm co-host of the pod and I'm also the, the GM of the Chilton Stallions in our league. Um, this week, I'm joined by Lino. Back once again for the Renegade Master. D4 Damager. Power to the people's back once again for the Renegade Master. D4 Damager. The ill behaviors back once again for the Renegade Master. D4 Damager. Power to the people's back once again for the Renegade Master. D4 Damager. The ill behaviors back once again for the Renegade Master. D4 Damager. I'm good, thanks. On a roll this week, buzzing. On a roll, roll. we'll get to that in segment two, but it sounds like you're quite chipper, that's great. And uh, this week, folks, we're missing Flem again. Uh, He and I are doing a bit of a rotation job at the moment. He's uh, off and in parts unknown, so we're joined by the OBS Wolfpack GM, Mr. Steve Land. Steve, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing awesome, thanks. Five-week winning streak. Can't be feeling any better than that. <laughs> Five-week winning streak. Again, we'll get to that and you get to uh, enjoy the, and bask in the a glow of victory. Um, folks, as ever, we'll dive into our What Three Things in segment one, review the results of our own fantasy football league in segment two, and then we're going to pick up on one or two items in our final segment. Um, so without further ado, over to What Three Things. Three. Okay, guys. Um, let's start with Steve, your your, your returning guest on the podcast. Let's uh, listen to what your thing is about this week. today so look the Patriots win the game they win it on the punt return it's the first punt return for a touchdown in the entire NFL this season and and that's the only play worth showing from a game in which there was no offense and particularly from the Jets who in the second half were so backwards and I mean that almost literally they had two total yards of offense but it was the things that were said afterwards from the Jets that were most worth hearing give a listen when you talk about the second half, especially the offense, seven possessions, only two total yards. Um, no, it's dog. It's not okay. I mean, straight up, it's not okay. Yeah, how many how many total yards we had? Yeah, it's not, it's not, not going to fly. You feel like you let the No. It was a mitigated disaster. I mean, I, I think that might be putting it lightly. I mean, you look at these numbers from this Jets offense, and it is absolutely mind blowing. Zach Wilson, in a football game in 2022, completed 9 of 22 passes for 77 yards. And you know what? This isn't some unorthodox, crazy occurrence where, oh, it's just a flash in the pan. Four times this year, Zach Wilson has thrown for under 160 yards. Hey, so, yeah, well, I think this is going to be an interesting one. I'm sure nearly everybody in fantasy must be talking about it, anybody watched NFL. But mine is the New York Jets, and especially Zach Wilson. I think the stats basically just tell you everything, right? I mean, he completed 9 of 22 
He got wow. sacked. Was it four times? I think he got sacked. Uh, 33 yards losses from that. And from those nine passes, he only done 77 yards. Uh, yet their defense was awesome. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's shocking. He was awful. Like, everything told you about that game that you probably need to play a running game to have had an impact in it. And he was just terrible. Absolutely terrible. And And then the worst thing to top it all off is he didn't apologize. He didn't uh, like to the press. They gave him so many chances to kind of say, hey, you know, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I let my team down. And he blamed the wind. The wind. That's all he blamed it on. So you can imagine <laughs> how his team must be feeling after their QBs played the way they played and then blamed it on the wind. I mean, it's shocking. Absolutely wow. shocking. Wow. Didn't, didn't one of the receivers come out on the interviews and, and sort of basically sort of take shots at him as well? I remember hearing something about this because you mentioned that he was coming out and not very apologetic. I think I heard that one of the receivers was like, using a few expletives about how he felt about the game yeah i think i think the players i think i think the whole the feeling is 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 this sort of tipping point at the moment within um within that team i think you know the coach didn't really say anything about it um but i think in in the back room they must be seething i mean if he's not careful you know he's a young guy he's come in he showed some flashes of talent at times i mean i think even i remember at the start of this season i was like oh zach wilson's back and look what he's doing and he has had a couple of good games if you look at his stats mm. but oh my god does he have bad games such, such bad games and if he's got a bad attitude being a young guy as well in the league i mean he's not going to stand a chance um so could it be the end of this guy the only thing you'd say is it wasn't like he was completely outscored by Mac Jones. It was uh, it obviously red zone at that game. You wouldn't have thought was going on because um, obviously they don't. They, they if it wasn't for Scott Hansen updating us all the time and all that kind of stuff, you wouldn't have necessarily realised. And obviously they lost it on a special teams uh, punt return. Was it punt, uh, punt return? Wasn't it? Yeah, punt yeah. return uh, on, on that which. I know law of averages is going to happen. It then obviously makes them feel pretty pissed off at the end. But um, yeah, and obviously they did well under Joe Flacco. Um, the the fact that they've got such a strong defense proves the coach is an incompetent. Uh, and so yeah, it does. Obviously they've lost um, Bruce Bruce. I'll say Bruce Hall. Uh, yeah, they lost Bruce Hall. So that's a big threat. And I think they're making some some good progress year on year, but. Yeah, you just hold your hand up and say you had a bad game. No one's gonna, no one's gonna sort of like question you when you you, you do that if you do it too often. And it's the thing. There's a touch of the Baker Mayfield, the arrogance, uh, without actually having delivered something about him. He's not the most likable characters. So yeah, I would be worried for him, but I don't think they've got too many options. Joe Flacco might step in for the next game to put him in his place, but mm. yeah. I don't know. Long long term, they need to get it right, and they must have done their research on him. So I, I'm not sure. I think he's it's a situation as well, though, back. right? Yeah, it's a situation. I mean, you look at it. You know, they're playing the Patriots, right? Look at their league position. It's a rival. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it was all that other stuff as well. I think for the fans and everyone else. I mean, it's just it, it was the game as well. Yeah. But do yeah, they? Let's do, they see. do you both? What do you both think? Do they make the playoffs? Not now. I think. Dolphins will finish above them in that that league quite comfortably, and I also yeah. think the Patriots. I, I, I honestly, I think the Patriots have got something over them psychologically. I know they 
what's he, was it 13 or 16 games they haven't beaten but it's oh, quite, yeah. quite amazing and I, I just think that the yeah I, I I think they might end up with a uh, a winning record or a, a cut or, or even record at the end I just I think I think they've yeah, this is a good opportunity for them to really put the foot down and show them they're not the Jets, the laughing stock Jets. Yeah, I think I think the morale I think the morale is going to take a hit after that one. I I don't see them turning around. I mean, yeah, especially Dolphins, Bills in great position, Patriots. I don't know either, really. But I mean, oh, I was mm. just looking at the stats actually. So you know, from their six and four, four away wins they've had and only one loss so they're actually doing really bad at home as well that's completely random i don't know why that's happening um but they seem to be playing better away as well so i don't know what games they've got left but i don't see it i think as we know in sport morale is everything and i think you know after performance like that and if he doesn't change that attitude and come out and say sorry and everything else it could it could really just stick but yeah let's see it's it i mean it's it's a really interesting one you bring up you know, that kick return that got them the Patriots a touchdown with like, what, six seconds, five seconds to go, wasn't it? It was like right yeah, end, wasn't right. it? It's just, that's just like the icing on, on the shit sandwich, right? It's, you know, yeah. Having, yeah. To, having well, to endure that kind of like quarterback play the whole game. Wasn't there a stat? I'm pretty sure there was a stat about for every play they had, they only made so inches. many inch- yeah, it was inches. inches. It was inches. Yeah. Yeah, I shared it to the WhatsApp group. But um, obviously, the fact that there's about a billion gifts in there now from yeah. from, from from the alligators, yeah. so it'll take us two hours to find it. Can't find that stat. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a really interesting one, Steve. A really interesting one you brought up. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm, I, they've got an outside shot for me because the defense is that good for me. They still, if they change a quarterback, they might sneak a wild card place. But um, I think uh, what you're probably hinting at is maybe Wilson's days are numbered. So I think so. At least it's not as bad as the alligators, eh? I think that's one thing they, that, that at least the Jets can look at yeah, on the upside. To be honest, you could argue if you've got the, the alligators talking to Texans about <laughs> feeling more sorry for themselves, it would be a would be a tight one. But I have a question. Who would you take as your QB, Davis Mills or Zach Wilson? Neither. I'd, ra- I'd rather have I'd rather have a blank position. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Steve and I are on the same page. I, 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 I wasn't talking purely fancy. All right. Just... Walk away from the game. Yeah. Wild, wild cat formation every time. Neither, neither, yeah. neither, neither. Um. All right. Look, let. I think the sorry Jets are hey, not as sorry as they have been in the past. They're six and four. They have a very slim outside chance. But I think you're right to pull it up this week, Steve. It was abysmal what they showed. Up. For their fans and for us watching across the pond. So, uh, yeah, really good one thing this week, man. Um, let's turn to Lino. Um, what's your one thing? You're simply the best. Better than all the rest. Better than anyone. Anyone I ever who exactly are the best team in the NFL right now? Uh, the reason I say that was um, the Vikings. Obviously, we all love the Vikings versus the Bills the week before, and then just how shockingly bad the Vikings were. And I guess it comes back to the any given Sunday analogy that obviously there's a movie made about it. The inconsistency uh, or the unpredictability of 
of the NFL is make what makes it so wonderful. And I, I think that's that's something I, I just at the moment I I know is it the Chiefs are they the best team in the NFL? Is it the Eagles? Obviously got the best record. Uh, so I just think it's absolutely fascinating. So so before we, well, Steve and I give an opinion. Who are you saying is the best team in the league? The team I would least like to face, uh, if I obviously I don't know who I'm pretending to be or supporting this time, would be the the Chiefs. I think if they're all fit and firing, I think Mahomes, Kelsey, and their their core of uh, receivers are pretty pretty frightening. What do you think, Steve? This is a really hard one, as you say, any given Sunday, and I think. Um... There's some really good teams out there at the moment. I mean, if you look at some of the results of the Chiefs, you know, Bills played them right and won, I think. Have they already played them yet this year? Yeah, they they, they did. 24-20, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I also agree it's the Chiefs, um, but it is very, very close. You know, they're not standout the best. I think it's very, very difficult. But if I was asked to pick one, I would I would say the Chiefs. I think Mahomes is playing absolutely fantastic. Um, I think he's got the most points now ahead of um Josh Allen and Josh Allen's making I don't know, he's he's fantastic, but he does make some errors as well. I mean, you know, I think it was it wasn't this week, it was the previous week, the amount of issues he caught in the um, caused in the red zone when they were playing the Vikings. Um mm. You know, I don't know. Whereas Mahomes has been pretty damn solid all the way through. Um, so for me, I would say it's the Chiefs. Yeah, it's tough, right? Yeah, hmm. we're, we're, we're ten, we're eleven weeks into the season. Everyone looks and thinks no one's scored more points than the Chiefs. And you're right; they they win. They've won what eight, lost two. They did lose to the Bills, as you pointed out, at, at home as well, weren't they? I think. Um, you look around at all other teams. So in every division, top of each division, Ravens seven and three. Are they better than Chiefs? Probably not. But they could have won on any day. Titans seven and three. Probably not them. Dolphins are top of the AFC East, above the Bills because they beat them seven and three. Again, any given day, maybe. Um, Eagles nine and one. Uh, and we've all seen how strong they've been. Although they've been a bit lucky last game or two. Forty nine is six and four. They could come apart at any point, even as a Niners fan, I can say that. Vikings eight and two, and then Bucks five and five. Like, I think you're right. It, it's kind of, it's almost like, yeah, it's the Chiefs, but that's because there's no one else strong enough, really, at the moment, isn't it? I think, I think so. And I mean, I look at, you know, I look at Dolphins and I was thinking, Dolphins, God, when they're playing well, they're playing great, but they've had some awful games as well. They've got absolutely destroyed. Um, and I actually, I know you're going to hate me saying it, but I actually think the Cowboys look pretty good as well at the moment. I mean, they've, they've you know, they haven't had Dak in um, for quite a few games. He's come back and he's just trying to get back on form again. And, you know, Pollard's come really good and they've got still got Elliot, who's like fully capable as a second backup one. You know, CeeDee Lamb looks, looks, looks hot as well. I mean, Cowboys look pretty damn good on their day as well. Um it's surprising that none of us have gone Vikings, but they seem to just be pulling it off all the way. I haven't, I haven't looked through their for all their fixtures, right? But they also, but I don't think anything's really that stand out apart from the wide receiver. But uh, yeah, I, Cow, Cowboys is another one for me. If you ask me who would be the second, you know, okay, there's Bills, but I think Cowboys are not that far from the mix either. I remember thinking that last year, and then it all went to crap for them. But I actually think they look pretty good. Okay, well let, let's let's just pivot. Because my one thing 
is a perfect link to this. Going deep. Pollard has the catch, and no one will touch him again. Touchdown, Dallas. This starts, uh, it's a perfect throw. Coming in, this one's over. These two teams, who knows, they could meet again, folks. And the NFL, you never know, like, how these things work out the second time around. Vikings still haven't won a home game against the Cowboys since 2010. Yep, the visiting team has won the last five matchups in this series. And there's the old NFC North coach all those years in Green Bay, accustomed to coming to Minnesota. He comes in here with his Cowboys, and they dominate from start to finish. That's my thing was the Vikings, right? And, and I, I caught a bit of that game. Uh, the Cowboys and, and everyone's been raving about the Vikings and I, I've been saying I think you guys might have seen once or twice on the WhatsApp group I've been like calling them not very good and, uh, and the rest of it and I just think that there's a little bit of luck I looked at their results this year three stats I want to throw at you both and then I'll be interested in your reaction number one every game they've won has been by one score apart from the first game of the season against the Packers so they lost uh to the Cowboys and they got blown out. We saw that this weekend. Um, uh, they lost to the Eagles and that's by a couple of scores. Every other game they've won by three, six, seven or eight points. So they're not blowing people away, number one. Number two, Kirk Cousins on, on the quarterback rating index, where do you think he is? From one to 32, where do you think he is? 20th. Uh, I, you know, I can't remember. I've, I've, Thought he was a bit higher than that. I thought he was in the top teens, but I can't remember. Because I, so, I remember at some point he was quite high. He was like nine or ten or something. I so don't know where he is today. He's twenty second out of thirty two quarterback rating. So Cousins twenty second out of thirty two. They're winning all their games bar one with just one score. Hey, they're winning games. That's great, but they're not blowing teams away. And then if you look at DVOA. Which you know is defense adjusted value over average, right? There's a great website out there that ranks, you know, it's by football outsiders and it ranks teams looking at all kinds of different adjusted stats. They're ranked 24th out of 32. Wow. And I sit there and I just go, they're four games up on the second place team in their little division. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. They might even get top spot in NFC, probably not. And I just look at them and go, they're just not good enough. I don't know. Yeah, Jefferson's great. Cook's decent, Feeling's decent, defense is okay, but I just I just don't think they're good. And it links back to your conversation about best teams. I don't think anybody would think about them in the top six teams in the league, would they? And I just, no. for me, for me, that's cousins not good, team's not very good. They're eking out wins by little margins. All power to them. They are not a good team for me. And you look oh. at the other good teams where they've lost, they got crushed by the Eagles twenty four seven. I mean, they only just beat the Lions there, as you said. Cowboys destroyed them. So, yeah, it's tricky. They had a terrible preseason as well. Uh, they lost, yeah, three, three out of the four. Yeah, that's an interesting stat. I didn't even look at that. You know, I remember thinking this about Raiders earlier on, being a Raiders fan, the fact that they kept losing games within a few points. But, you know, I'm looking at this now, and you can see, yeah, they've only, they've only just clinched it. And I think there isn't any, there's not been a game where I've gone, they're absolutely in command, you know, they're absolutely, you know, in control of the game um, and ripping apart the offense. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure they're going to hang on to that. Yeah, they, they, they should have lost to the Bills as well. Um, yeah. I don't see them as a serious contender. 
And now I've said that they're going to be in the uh, <laughs> Super Super Bowl playing play, playing the Jets or something, which is look pretty stupid, watch, won't we? <laughs> you watch, yeah. Now yeah. you watch. I've said that, and you guys have agreed. It's like, yeah, they'll be a bit defeated now, and they'll get the number one seed or something. Yeah. Well, look at the next three games. We've got Patriots next, then the Jets, um, then the mm. then the Lions, right? Then the Colts. So mm. more winnable. Yeah, I. I, 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 I reckon I can assure you now, if we all asked us this time last year who'd be in the Super Bowl, for, uh, Super Bowl, none of us would have picked the Bengals. Yeah, just fair. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And, 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 and I'm absolutely sure, well, I, I think that it's going to be the same case with, with a team this year. I mean, you know, some of the teams are playing out, outstanding on their day. So yeah. let's see. We will see. Guys, thanks very much for your what, three things this week. Three. Okay, guys, let's move into segment two. And as ever, we're going to do a roundup of the Anglo Scott Fantasy Football League results. So, uh, top of the table clash this week saw the Chilton Stallions and their pathetic attempt at beating the Bears and Grizzlies. They scored 170 against the Grizzlies 270. That was a bit of a humiliation, which we'll hopefully skip over quite quickly in a bit. Um, the Reading Renegades, yours, Lino, uh, won 220 against the Bifleet Fleet Sharks, your main rivals, uh, who got 168. Steve, your OBS Wolfpack, got 247 against the Benali Borags, who got 172. And then... Finally, the Essex Mouseketeers got 187 against the Sorry Ockengain Alligators, who got 168. Guys, that, I mean, let's just dive into these games. Um, we've had a couple of voicemails this week. Um, let's hear first, and um, we'll do the Mouseketeers uh, Gators game. Let's hear from Paul Radden with what he left on the Commissioner's voicemail. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, it's Paul here, GM of the Essex Musketeers. Beat the Alligators this week. Smash them. Well, not really, but beat them. And they're basically rooted to the bottom of the table. Their playoff dreams look crushed, shattered, smashed. They don't exist anymore. Such a shame. Uh, my team's pretty banged up, though, after uh, this week. Actually, second week running. Plenty of cues on a lot of my players, but... Sharks up next, uh, who have predicted the win at the moment, but we shall see. Special shout out very quickly, got to go to Renegades this week, who looked absolutely buried. Um, they were bottom of the league and got a big win against the Sharks. Their playoff hopes are alive, just about. They're on a defib, but they're still going. Uh, very exciting stuff in the league this week. Um, let's see what next week brings, all for one. Anything stand up from that game from you guys uh, and what you heard from Paul there? I, I think his uh, rivalry with the Alligators um, will probably be short, quite short term. I think he'll be moving on to bigger fish uh, <laughs> soon for a rivalry. But no, I think uh, fair play to the Musketeers. Um, 
just looking at how his team scored, obviously one eight seven wouldn't have beaten, I don't know, for example, the 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 renegades this week. But um, yeah, you can only beat what's in front of you, and uh, he did it with some some players that got injured and and stuff. But yeah, solid from his defense, and yeah, he'll be pretty pleased with that. And I think that secures his playoff spot, which uh, surely he would have set as a uh, high achievement at the start of the season. So fair play, Paul, the Musketeers. Well, he doesn't have to burn. I didn't. didn't he doesn't have to now burn his shirt, right? I think I'm trying to remember what the deal was on that, but we did yeah. come up with a deal at the start, didn't we? We did. We did. So he's avoided the uh, humiliation uh, of having to burn his Detroit Lions shirt. One thing. One thing that jumped out to me was he has Fields. He picked up on waivers a couple of weeks ago, which yeah. is a great pickup. He looks like he got a few knocks and might be injured now. So pushing any Fields. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I like what he's doing. But he's pushing it. You know, I think he's pushing a bit too far. Um, I wish he wouldn't keep running because I need Montgomery to get points in my team. Um, <laughs> but he is pushing it. I mean, in the day, if you keep running like that and you keep taking hits, you know, you are, you are going to get hurt. And I think that's the thing. I think he needs, he needs to be wise with it. It's almost like everything's relied on it. And I was saying on the chat during the game, why is he not throwing it? Why are you not throwing it out there? Um, you know, he's got, he's got a couple of good wide receivers options there. And... Um, but he just doesn't seem to to be doing it. Uh, so that was a great pickup. I, I totally agree. I think um, other than that, I mean, a lot of his team looked a bit iffy. I mean, he could have put Samuel in, which would have helped him. Um, but, you know, he's got a few questionables in there now. I see he took the gamble mm-hmm. with Tony, and I can understand that. It didn't pay off. He looked, he looked quite slick in that previous game. But, you know, I've, I've got my doubts still with him. But... Yeah, he's got a lot of questionables. Parsons questionable. Mm. Let's hope he's not injured, right? Yeah. Uh, he also did well, but yeah, Mixon as well questionable for him, and he um, alligators are out, out of the playoffs. Which, yeah, uh, must be. They yeah. are. Um, I think they're yeah. pretty much out. Um, yeah, three games so, to go. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't um, far sailed his team. Well, we'll it's a bit unfortunate for him. I'm, I mean, you know, without, I mean, some of his back again. You look at the players in his team, right? You know, and again, Cooks had another bad one, hasn't he? Um, yeah, his wonderful Duvernay, right? Unfortunately, didn't deliver for him. <laughs> um, and Hawkinson and Foreman, like you can see where he's thinking. Like with a couple of these players, he's put into his team, but it's not come off, has it? No. You know, he's he's taken a couple of gambles, and it's it's certainly not come off. Yeah. It's just so. Yeah. Who- Remind me, who did he draft as his uh, first choice tight end? Was it it's Kittle, wasn't it? He got yeah. twenty four points. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he went for Kittle, and then he got rid of him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he did last year. Um, let's move on because uh, you know we could spend a lot of time speaking about the alligators and their poor choices. But uh, yeah, good ridden by the Musketeers, one eight seven two one six eight of the Gators. Um, and technically, uh, and we'll do, I'll do the roundup of the rankings. The Gators still do have a slight outside chance of a playoff spot. But uh, I'll get to that in a second. Um, uh, next up, it's the sorry Chilton Stallions, 170, lost to the Bears and Grizzlies. Top of the table clash, 270. Um, uh, Barry Rankin left this voicemail on the Commissioner's Hotline. Well, I'm in the taxi back home from Milan. Score. The Grizzlies are lucky this week. Right. Um, quite worried about the Renegades. I think they're looking pretty tough right now. I think that CMC trade was awesome. 
Right, well, I don't know what that was. Um, that was it sounded like the, uh, he was in the back of a taxi, so he's clearly not even focusing that much on his team. He's that giddy with a 100-point win, uh, and he's clear at the top of the league by two wins over anybody else. Um, so he's clearly happy. Um, I'll have to say, from it's two weeks in a row, my team's underperformed. We've barely reached 170. We've been beaten by a, a ton in each case. We're still second. Has that ever happened? Has that ever happened before a team to lose two straight games by I, over hundred points? I, I would have to look back, and I don't have the time to do that. But I will at the I'm end sure of the, end, at the, the, end of the season. Give the give the alligator something to do. <laughs> Just click an auto pick and then go and do some research for us. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe it might be the case. There's enough games in the history of our league to have a look as that's happened. But yeah, two bad losses. I had back-to-back losses yeah. earlier in the season, so I had three wins. Then I lost two in a row. Then I won four in a row. Now I've lost two in a row again. So I just hope that I pick up against uh, whoever's next. And I think it's you, actually, Lino, uh, this week. It, it, it is. I'm going to um, stop, being, yeah. stop being cocky in a minute. I'm but I think, I think, yeah, I was saying, I'm, I'm look, looking at your team now. It's, mm. it's yeah, some players are underfor- massively under, well, underperformed. Underperforming. I had people out on buys, Etienne, Waddle, Tua. I had people that injured Chase. I had people underperforming, Diggs and Brett. Brown dropping out. Fumble. I mean, Diggs not doing much. I just, just I thought Schultz was going to do better as well. I mean, I thought you know, yeah. it is what it is. Either. I mean, yeah. uh, the the, the uh, Grizzlies, uh, you know, got a return kick return from Patterson. Um, they had they had high scoring defenders. They had Kelsey, who's like a cheat code for tight ends. Um, they had a really good game from Pollard, who was a great pickup for him. So yeah, all round, uh, Grizzlies deserve their top spot at the moment. And um, yeah, I'll, what's, I'll be quite, limp- what's quite worrying about Barry's Grizzlies is just how strong the bench was. Yeah, uh, know, yeah, three yeah. three running backs all getting reasonable points. Uh, Carter as well. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, so, well, yeah. Not, Kirk on a buy. Uh, yeah. Well, did, not, did, not, not bad. One thing I would say is now's not the time to be knocking into 70 points a week. No. You no. don't need it. No, Why but else? you take it. But you of take course it. you would. You take it all day long. You take being <laughs> oh, top. You take being well, 92. But you wouldn't. I think I, I'd rather be in his shoes than than uh, the Gators. But yeah, of course. Um, but that's yeah. just, uh, again, like we were saying earlier in segment one on our what three things, any given Sunday, the 270 is a great score for him. He'll be chuffed as anything to be beating me. You know, he really wants to beat Salians. I know that. So uh, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But um, yeah, onwards and upwards and uh, see what happens in uh, in the playoffs in three weeks' time. Mm. Okay, guys. Well, let's move on to uh, game three, which was the Renegades and the Sharks. Lino, we haven't had anything from uh, Nick Water, by Fleet Sharks uh, GM on the voicemail this week. Uh, why don't you walk us through your matchup this week as you beat the Sharks 22 to 168? Well, after the abuse I got last week uh, and the criticism I got for the McCaffrey uh, Fournette trade, uh, which I'd like to justify a bit later, um, yeah, I was absolutely over the moon, delighted, solid team performance, people stepping up at the right time, uh, no individual outstanding performances just solid uh particularly pleased with the pickup of uh christian watson so yeah all in all yeah good result and uh keeps those playoff places um 
the dream alive and uh, it's making me sit above the alligators. So that's, that's good. It was not nice being bottom of the league. Having to explain that to my son, I was bottom, was, was pretty humiliating. I have, I have, I have to say at this point, I have had a message from uh, Barry Rankin of the uh, Bears and Grizzlies. He did message me. He's not, he's not uh, forgotten that we're recording tonight. And he says, "Don't forget to mention when Lionel's bigging himself up that I believe it's a false dawn for the Renegades." How do you react to that? It sounds like Barry to say something unkind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. No, uh, yes, I am fully aware that it's still an uphill battle and uh, I can't expect you to post sub-170 uh, three weeks in a row. So, yeah, this is just a pipe dream, but who knows? The most important thing is that there is momentum and I don't have the worst record this 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 year, so that's that's, a, that's an improvement. What do you think of this result, Steve? Yeah, I uh, well, it was surprising. It was definitely surprising because I was look, I was watching the score, hoping that you were going to beat the Sharks um, for some reason. I don't know why, um, but no, it's a great result. I mean, I find it very difficult to look at your teams. I see a lot of players that were in my roster as well. And <laughs> obviously, I took, I took Harris from you and then gave him back, uh, and then he performs amazing. Um, you've got Wagner of mine who's doing okay. I mean, that's fine. Um, and you got Cooper, you know, in a trade from me as well, and he absolutely had a had a blinder. So, oh, and I think I actually dropped Antonio Gibson at some point as well. So, yeah, there's quite a few of my of my team players there playing well for you that week. But um, I think what's interesting here is, you know, and it's it's it just shows you how quickly you can change things around. I mean, you weren't projected to get that score. But at the same time, you look at those players and you know they're absolutely capable of delivering those points um, if they have a good, you know, if, if they get their opportunity. And Harris, we know, is a great player. He's just just had a bad run, right? And it was probably always going to come good at some point. Um, I, what I also think is interesting is, you know, you look at some of the players that are up and coming, some of the rookies that are up and coming, some of the waiver opportunities that are coming, some of the other gambles that are there, like you just done with Watson, right? And it just shows you, you there's, there's still players to be picked up for you to if you'd have a good ride towards the end of the season. I'm not saying you're going to win, but... No, certainly... no. I, I, I would back, back you on that, Steve. I'm not going to win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it does give you... I think for any any of us, you know, when you worry about when things can get bad, I think the great thing about this is you just you keep your eye on the waivers. And I know Nick mentioned before, but he doesn't understand waivers. Don't think he understands a lot, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you 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 can change things quite rapidly for the for the but for the worse as well. But mm. yeah, yeah, you look all right. It's good points and um, it's encouraging to see what yeah. else you can get. Well, let's uh, let's see what happens. You've got three weeks to go, and uh, and that's you one on one with the Sharks this year. They beat you in the first matchup, and you beat them in the return leg. So uh, honors even in your rivalry in your big derby game. Okay, let's move on to our final matchup this week, and it's uh, Steve. It's your Wolfpack versus the Banali Warbags. Okay, Steve, two four seven against one seven two. Again, another matchup that you lost early in the season, but you uh, on the return leg you won. You got to feel good with two four seven. That's a pretty solid score, man. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, you know, it was way higher than what I was projected. I was projected to lose slightly, but let's just say, look, it was pretty evens on the table at the start of the game. But um, I. You know, I look. I look at some of the players, and I, again, I look at some of their scores, and I go, "Okay, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not surprising." I mean, I can't believe I was questioning putting Adams in, and it's only because I've noticed, you know, when these players have been ill or they're not doing well, you know, obviously they don't tend to get that many points in their first game back, and you know, he'd been ill all week, um, and 
But anyway, absolutely bloody nailed it. Um, I got 34 points for me. I also, you know, hope in Montgomery now will be consistent for the rest of the season. Now Herbert is out. And that maybe a field realizes he's going to get broken if he keeps on running. <laughs> Montgomery might actually put some good points in where I was very close to dropping him. Um, so, yeah, I think I've got a good team. I'm really happy with the points. Um, I've not, I don't feel like I've had got great points all this season. So, yeah, no, it's really good to get that win and just again, just keep me in the runnings. Um, I can't catch the Grizzlies, but it'd be nice to finish second again in the league this year. Okay, well, let's hear. Uh, I know that uh, Flem, even though he wasn't able to be with us today, um, he has lost four on spin. Um, he did leave us this voicemail as we round up this segment. It's Flem here of the Ball Bags, uh, sounding about as well as my team are playing. <clears throat> yeah, it's all going a bit horribly wrong. The the McCaffrey bounce back hasn't really worked like I would have hoped it to, although it's only been one week, and that was, you know. Bit of a freaky week because um, look, I look at my team and I, and I look down it and I still think it's capable of beating anyone on its day, but it kind of needs everyone to perform at the same time, and um, they're just not doing that at the moment. And I'm on a big losing streak, and I hate it. So I am off to take more lem sip uh, and work out what the hell went wrong. Ah! Okay, and on that note from Fleming uh, and his voicemail, that wraps up our results from this week, week 11 in the ASFL. Over to the standings in the league. So we've got the Grizzlies 9 and 2, Stallions and Wolfpack at 7 and 4, fighting for that second by spot for the playoffs. Musketeers six and five, the Banali four bags, and the Five Fleet Sharks both at five and six round off the top six and the playoff spots. At the bottom, Renegades three and six of yours, Lino, and then the Gators of you and Forward at two and nine. Anyone can still make the playoffs. Uh, it requires three wins out of three for the Gators, of course. So let's see what happens. And as we approach week twelve, here are the lineups. Week 12 sees the Stallions and the Renegades. Let's see how that goes, Lino. You beat me earlier in the season when I called it a bye week, so hopefully I can uh, return the favour and actually uh, uh, win. Uh, the Grizzlies face your Wolfpack, Steve. That's a massive yeah. matchup. First place, that, that, second. That game would be, that would be the one Sky Sports. Big like. one. Big it's one on Sky Sports. Super Sunday game. Uh, we've yeah. got Bye Fleet Sharks place the Essex Musketeers, and then the Bernardi Bags face the Gators in the Edinburgh Derby. That's week 12 in the ASFL, guys. Uh, thank you for your uh, feedback, your comments, and your reviews of this week's matchups. Uh, and let's see what happens in week 12. All right, guys, we're on to AOB this week. Um, what have you got for me? I've got cup half full. A guy who has somehow managed to score the highest points in his league, yet he's currently got a three and eight record and he's bottom. And I looking at that, I cannot believe that. Imagine being the highest point scorer and being bottom. I that must be something that this the guy shared it on social media on the thing, his name, I think. Let me just bring it up. Is uh, where's his name? His name is 
Tyler Hoskins, and he's decided to jack it in and throw in the towel. <laughs> to be honest, I don't blame him. He's uh, yeah, he's in a very sort of competitive looking league, and yeah, he's bottom. He's got the most points. Ridiculous. Where was this? Where did you see this? Was it on a? Uh, it was on the uh, Fantasy Football Advice Expert Gurus and Beginners Facebook page, which I think you added me to a few few months back, and uh, I get very wound up in that group by people saying, oh, "Who should I pick? This or this? Just make your own decision." <laughs> I don't. This sort of information is fantastic, but when people say, "Oh, should I play?" Uh, I know, I know, Kenyon Drake or Gibson. Who cares? Make your own decision. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. That's a yeah, tough yeah. one, right? I mean, I, I think on one hand, yeah, I'd be really, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pissed about it. But on the other hand, I'd still be thinking, well, you know, that's telling me I have got a chance turning around. I've got the right team. I picked the right team. I'm just unlucky each week, and I played the the team that are playing best. I think when we looked at it two or three weeks ago, there was some instances of that as well. And you know, it yeah. it is what it is. But at least I think you could sleep at night and go. I actually did. I put the best team I could in there. It's just unlucky. Yeah, yeah. To be to be born. Yeah, yeah the t- the yeah. team that the team that are fourth. Wyatt's world class, and then you can't see what their last bit name is. Nine hundred and ninety six points. The team that are tenth, over thirteen hundred points. And how many has he got again? Uh, he's got thirteen hundred. He's got three and eight record, and the guy who's got nine hundred ninety six points has got a six and five record and sitting fourth. Yeah. So. That's painful. Tyler Hoskins, if you ever want to come in and uh, do a pep talk to the Alligators or the Renegades, we're we're here for you. I mean, yeah, we said it before, we say it again. I mean, fantasy is a bit of judgment and it's a bit of luck. And you can only beat, I think one of you guys said it earlier on the pod, you can only beat what's in front of you. The guy's yeah. clearly not been able to beat what's in front of him uh, eight times this season. Um, I'm interested yeah. in what jacket in means. So if he, if we will tag him, somehow we'll oh, tag him. Uh, I I I I I misquoted him. I'm throwing in the towel. Oh, I'm throwing it in the towel. Okay. Well, yeah. same difference, and, right? If yeah. he's throwing in the towel, I'm I'm interested in what does that mean. Uh, if he, we'll we'll tag him and see if he can join us next week, or at least send us a text or a tweet or something. Because I'm interested in what does that mean? Does that mean he's not yeah. just not doing his team anymore? Or does that mean he's <laughs> trading with everyone away? Or what's that mean? <laughs> You know he'll do just do auto pick and won't look at it. Win his last remaining games, uh, but apparently he's lost five games by less than three points. Which ah, uh, yeah. oh, fucking who? I just lost by a hundred points. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't even start. Like it just, I mean, yeah, fuck off. Fucking five points, man. A grow, a fucking grow a pair. Who cares? Like it's it's a game and it's luck and it's uh, anyway. But yeah. you're just you're just you're just preparing the excuses when Barry wins this, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, damn right. Um, okay, Steve, what have you got for AOB? Yeah, so I I thought um, who's been who who's the best rookie so far this year? Who do we think is the best rookie so far this year? Um, you know, and there's quite a few out there actually, and I think um, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a few more that come in when we get to the end of the season because there's a few that are going to get a chance um, in these coming weeks and there's a few that are coming up through the rankings. But yeah, I was just interested to hear from you guys who, who you think the standout ones are. I mean, I'll start. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Alave, right? I'm going to say it because he's in my fantasy team, of course. But at the end of the day, you know, he, he's done great. You know, he's got like 618 yards. I think when I last looked at the stats on it, He's he's not he's still not the number one necessary wide receiver for them, but in actual fact, he's got so much 
potential in every game. I play him every single game. I think he's only really had one duff, actually. Um, and he's so close to getting more touchdowns. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do in the second half. He looks like a great player. Um, so, yeah, he's he'd be the one I'd be putting forward right now. I think I think he's a great shout. If if we were playing a dynasty league, which we're not, I think he'd be an amazing pickup. He looks the actual yeah. proper, like the actual real deal. Yeah, he's got he's got the red rifle. It's his quarterback. Like, come on, that's to. But everything you see of him, like the movement, the catching, the separation, he just looks the real deal. Like in a couple of years, he's going to be like if you gave him to a Burrow or a Herbert or a Mahomes man. He'd be something else, wouldn't he? I think it's a really good shout. Yeah, I agree. I think he's looked really impressive. And uh, you, you drafted him, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think that's what I was hoping Drake London was going to be. Um, I quite like Drake London. The name it seemed um, also ha- helped me sort of choose him over him when I was doing the sort of the, the, the rookie selection who'd have my last wide receiver. But for me, my rookie of the year has been Sauce Gardner. Uh, I think he's whilst he's not exactly made for fantasy football, uh, which is which is a shame. He's on and off the field. I think he's been a, he's been a delight to watch. Uh, when I don't know, sometimes you think uh, you're too arrogant or something, or calm down. You haven't achieved anything yet, but I think he's done it. He's done it well. I think. Uh, and yeah, him wearing the 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 cheese head in the Packers game was I thought was brilliant. Absolutely, as brilliant. That was yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Yeah, I think he's 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 fantastic. He, my he was brilliant. I mean, I, I was reading some stats on him earlier and it was something like callbacks were throwing in his direction are only completing about fifty percent of their passes. Um he's allowed fewer than five yards per target. I mean, it, it, I think there was just a stat after stat, but he's like just looks so good. Um you almost wouldn't want to be going up against him. Um so for a rookie, that's not bad. Well, maybe he's the reason um, Zach Wilson's got no confidence because he's uh, humiliating him in training with all his plays. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Does it work yeah. that way? But no, well, yeah. I'd say a, a good good pickup from the Jets. I was, I thought, oh, see, I don't know a lot about college football, um, but I was, I thought, no, he's not the right right character when he sort of swaggered onto stage. Uh, uh, but no, he's, he's been fantastic. He has been fantastic. I would say when it comes to Wilson, though, iron sharpens iron. So, you know, Good point. you want to Good be, want to be playing point. against the best and well, there's no point practicing unless you're against someone good. But I think both your choices are good. I don't have anyone beyond what well, you two said, to be honest. I love he's a great shot for a rookie uh, offensively and it may be economic argument for Walker or Pierce, but I don't. I think Lavi would be, I'd agree with you, Steve, and then Source Gardner for the defensive side. Really good choices, guys, and I think almost it's interesting that they're just they are there are two standouts there, so not much to debate, I don't think. No, and I mean I know I mentioned you know I, I think I've said Travis Etienne, we said he wasn't a rookie, but you know he, you know he, he technically almost is because he didn't play a snap last year. Yeah, um, true. true. You know, so he, he's also done 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 awesome, but yeah, there's plenty, right? Damian Pierce, the list goes on. Kenneth Walker, I mean, it's just, there there are some cool there there's some very cool talent coming through there. Oh, well, let's not forget uh, Etienne uh, will win the Anglo Scott Fantasy Football League drop and pickup of the year, um, thanks to uh, the ball bags release of said Etienne uh, and my pickup. So, um, but guys, as ever, thank you for your time this evening. It's much enjoyable talking to you about all things NFL and our Anglo Scott Fantasy League. Uh, and as we enter uh, the final home stretch, 
It's uh, not called the witching hour. And it's the witching hour in the league. Yeah. We've got three games to go before the playoffs. And uh, as ever, go Gators. Go Gators.